welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. So, this is the series, Bible Learning 101. And the past two podcasts were dedicated to self-study. So, self-study basically uh, means that you're going to take it upon yourself to get yourself some Bible training. You're going to do that through books, library, internet, audio, however you can. And you're going to try to fill up your education and get uh, a biblical education. And that is a, a, a uh, well, an education about the Bible itself. But you're doing it on your lonesome. Now, i got to emphasize, emphasize one more time, and with each podcast, that you shouldn't have to be completely trying to get a biblical education on your own because it is your church's job. You are in a church and you're going to that church. It is the church's job to help you learn more about the Lord, about the Bible, about all of it. Now, how often is that happening? According to statistics, not a whole lot. I believe there was uh, some research that came out indicated that... uh, Maybe only a third of the people who say that they are Bible-believing Christians are reading the Bible. Um, Wow, that hurts. That's pretty wild. Um, Why is a biblical education important? Well, I can tell you that centering the education around the Bible, the Bible is the book. It is what your soul feeds on. It is your spiritual food. It keeps you going. It is what the Spirit uses to quicken you, to energize you, to, to talk to you, to give you ideas. And when you follow what the Bible says, there are blessings that can come your way. Support that God can get you, give you, send you. Because you know how to ask. There's a verse that says, you don't have because you don't ask. Alright, now, what is this podcast? This is phase two. Phase two is this, and it is a two-part series, okay? Phase two. This is still Bible learning 101, but this would be Bible Learning 201. Now, so what's the difference? The difference is this. If you're listening to this one, these next two podcasts are about the fact that you've decided, okay, I don't want to try this on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. But you know what? I really don't necessarily want to spend a thousand um, $1,500 to 
get a biblical education. And now, um, I'm, I'm going to throw in something here because there are many ministers who would be quick to say, well, that's just horrible dedication on your part that you don't want to spend the money to, to have that, you know, to get the education that you need, you know, to, to enhance and, and grow your relationship with the Lord. That's just selfishness. Well, guess what? Number one, they should be be able to have that in the church. And number two, not a lot of pastors are out there teaching it. And number three, uh, I got a question. Why is biblical education so blooming expensive? Uh, now, without uh, pointing the finger, uh, I took a, uh, one course online at a... Uh, at a, at a wonderful, and it was a great course. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it was an awesome course, but it cost eight hundred bucks. All right, eight hundred dollars, and it was accredited. It was an accredited course for eight hundred dollars. So if I get three credit hours for that, and it's eight hundred dollars, you know, you do the math. Okay. So when these people try to you know put screws to you, and, well, you should be, you shouldn't be so upset about how much it costs. Well, no, we are because look, number one, you ought to be getting it at church. Number two, um, you know, I understand that education doesn't always isn't always free, but hey, um, when you're learning about the Lord and you're trying to get get in there, I mean, good grief, how much money? Uh, are we are we going here? Uh, so anyway, I don't want to get off on that because that gets me into a whole different ball game. But here's what I'm getting at here. So in this situation, for this podcast, you've decided I want to follow a plan that someone else has. All right, an institution, a group, a place. You can go, and they teach the Bible, and they teach it in an organized fashion where they will give you the information as to you can te- you know study this course of action, this course of action. You know, and a lot of times uh, that has to do with well, this is biblical studies, which is all about the Bible and the books in the Bible itself. Then you can get theological studies where they examine. Uh, the Old Testament and, and how the Old Testament talks about God versus New Testament theology, which talks about things of that nature. Now, again, just a refresher, there's a separation between biblical uh, studies and theological studies from this perspective, from this, this viewpoint. Biblical studies is about the books in the Bible. All right. Who wrote them? The time, the dates, who they were to, what kind of book? Analyzing it gives you really deep diving information about the books in the Bible. Now, theology is about what people, theologians, have determined God is trying to teach us, and what from the books of the Bible. Okay? And, 
uh, also there's some thought processes on, you know, the Bible says this about God, therefore we surmise that if, you know, God does this here and this here and this here and this here and this here. So given these occurrences, it seems like God does this in this situation. That is, theology means the study of, well, ology means the study of, theo means God. So theology is the study of God. It's us putting God under the microscope, <laughs> which I think is kind of kind of wild. But anyway, um, the Bible is surely what God's telling us. All right. Now, there's uh, also other elements like church history and the biblical languages and, and stuff. But it, let's stick with this for now. If you're going to study and you're going to do it in an organized situation, then you're going to find an institution, all right, that's, that says, hey, we're a Bible college slash uh, biblical studies group, something of that nature. Now, there's uh, Bible Study Fellowship, okay? Uh, very large organization that does an organized study of the Bible. All right, there is that, and you can go there, and they have systematic ways of doing that. Also, there are a lot of churches, and there are a lot of churches that have their own Bible college slash university slash seminary slash whatever they want to call it. And they have people teach in an organized fashion this class, this class, this, this class, this class. And they'll line them out for you. And you can do that. Alright. Different churches offer these things. Um, there are also uh, seminaries that will uh, give you distance education all right where it's through the mail I mean they send you the stuff you study the stuff uh, you tell them you're ready to take the test they send you a test the test is observed which is called proctoring but they proctor the test and you take the test and it in and get your grade those normally you know all of these, can cost money. But normally, not as much as an accredited program. And by accreditation, basically, for right now, the only thing you need to really know is accredited versus non-accredited means if it's accredited, you get college credit. Just like you're going to college. Uh, where you can take those credits and you can go to a university or, or a college and you can show them your record of said class, which is called a transcript, and they will say, oh, well, you've got this much credit, so we'll put that in your file. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got college credit that somebody recognizes. Whereas, if it's not accredited... They don't have to do that. 
and they don't even have to look at it. All they, you know, you can tell them, well, you know, I took a, a Old Testament survey course, but it wasn't accredited. Oh, well, golly whiz, I'm glad you got that information. Fantastic. So our Old Testament uh, survey class is at this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. <laughs> because, uh, you know, again, college, university, seminary, they don't have to take stuff that's not accredited. They don't have to. Now, Here's the question, and this is the this is the this is a 50, you know the hundred dollar question having to do. Actually, it's a lot more expensive than that. This is the two hundred thousand dollar question, I guess, and that is this: What is the difference in quality between an accredited and a non-accredited? Bible institution. Alright. Now, and this is going to sound silly, but the upshot is it depends. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to be uh, evasive, but um, the reason behind that is because I have taken both. I have taken Bible courses that were accredited and Bible courses that were not accredited. And in my experience, they were the, the same. And I had another friend that I double-checked. He did the same thing. Um, and uh, and you may be thinking, oh, well, you know, you're just full of it. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, actually, I have a master's degree from a university, not in Bible. My master's degree is in communication studies. And... It's a full-blown master's degree where I got to teach for three years in the university. So, uh, now, obviously, that doesn't make me the expert all over the place, but it will help give you a little idea that, well, maybe he does know what accredited looks like. So, the thing is, uh, it, it really depends on the institution. You'll hear the term diploma mill a lot in your quest for a good biblical institution to, to work in, all right, to do your, your studies in. You'll hear that. What a diploma mill is, is uh, basically an institution, and they could be accredited or not accredited, but normally they're not accredited. Um... It's an institution where basically you send them money and they send you a degree. You don't do any coursework. Or maybe you just they sign a piece of paper, yes, I did this coursework, and boom, you send it in and they give you a degree. But basically it's money for degree. That's what a diploma mill is. Now, there are other people that got different ideas. But here but here's what I'm saying. If you're doing coursework the coursework is graded, and you send it in, it may not be as diligent as another institution, hard, thorough, oh, whatever, but you're earning that degree. If you're just sending the money and they send you the degree, you're not. You're buying a degree. That's a diploma mill, at least in my humble opinion. Now, getting back to brass tacks... 
how do you evaluate? Because again, every little church and nook and cranny on the planet now has a Bible school. I mean, they're blooming everywhere. And, uh, wow. It, it, I mean, you can just run into them all over the place. Uh, if you're going to go to a non-accredited Bible school, there are several things I would definitely look at. And again, you may still have to pay money to these non-accredited schools because they have teachers and they pay teachers like everybody else. But the money you spend is not going to be nearly as much as an accredited institution. Why do I say that? Well, again, I've taken Bible courses from accredited and non-accredited group. So, let me just say this. The... Uh, the things that I would look for, okay, first of all, is the teacher's background. Where did the teacher of the course, look at the courses that you want to take at said institution, alright, and get in your mind how you want to work it first. And I've mentioned before, uh, I think it's eminently important that you that to really get into the Bible Bible itself before you start grabbing a lot of theolo theological courses. Because the better you understand the Bible itself, the better you're going to be able to evaluate some of the stuff that comes in theology. Because Again, the Bible is God telling you what's going on. Theology is God, is men's idea of what they think God's doing. All right. Now, the the evaluation. You know, look at where these these teachers that are teaching these classes getting their information from. All right. And. And by the way, if it's a non-accredited group, uh, those people don't even have to have a degree. Now, I've mentioned to you before that there are eminently brilliant people out there who do not have degrees that know a ton of biblical studies information. In fact, there are several that I would completely say, hey... This person, uh, to me, feels like they have PhD-level information. All right. But, you need to look at those teachers. Now, also, you need to look at the books they're using in the class. Look up the books. The textbooks they're using. What are those like? Who are they written by? You know, are they you know do are they written by people that have a reputation of not believing the Bible, the Word of God, and they're just they're they're intellect feet intellectuals, you know, and and they think they've got it all figured out, or uh, are they more grounded? Did they go to some you know? Because there are a lot of Bible teachers who are pastors. And, and maybe work in other institutions 
that uh, have a lot of really good knowledge and they're really good teachers and they have a lot of really a ton of study behind them and degrees and so forth they want to share if you can find a school that's got a lot of those kind of people in it man Yahtzee you done you, you've hit the gold now um, let me throw this at you too uh, as, as a thought process on uh, accredited versus non-accredited. All right, this is thought process. This is a thought process. Okay, so don't get crazy on me. And it works this way. Once upon a time, in fact, there's an institution called Luther Rice Seminary. Now, Luther Rice Seminary has had such fairly famous individuals uh, as Adrian Rogers, who was uh, a very famous Baptist preacher, Southern Baptist, uh, and uh, Charles Stanley, if I, re if I remember correctly. I believe he went there as well. And I've known some other people that have gone there. Luther Rice Seminary did not always, or was not always accredited. There were a, uh, I had a pastor. He had a doctorate degree from that place. And it wasn't accredited when he got his doctorate degree. But he was smart as a whip. He knew all of his jazz. And the thing is, uh, later, Luther Rice did get accredited. Which, you know, is something that they... And, uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Not an easy thing to do sometimes. There's another institution, very good institution. It's got awesome, uh, awesome uh, teachers. I think. Now, I've never taken courses from uh, from this location, but there were many seminary professors that uh, formed a, a a group called the B. A. Carroll Institute in Dallas. At one point, they were not accredited, but they still had classes. Well, they were eminently smart. They had a lot of information, a lot of good stuff. So, anyway. Um, now, I'm not... Uh, you know, These institutions are not... They don't know me. They're not paying me. They don't know who I am, so any of this other stuff. I will say this. I have taken courses at Luther Rice. I have taken courses at Luther Rice. And it was a very great experience for me. Uh, but again, I'm not endorsing either one of these groups. I just want you to know that just because a, uh, a, uh, a group is non-accredited, don't always just look down on them because of that. So... Getting back to the brass tacks. When you're following someone else's plan of classes, all right, basically the plan you choose has, you know, is referred to as a degree plan. It just works the same way in, in colleges, in junior colleges. You have to follow a degree plan. So, and depending on what you want to study. Um, 
some people uh, do have a biblical studies emphasis, which means they take a lot of Bible classes and then just a little bit of theology and other stuff. Other people do theo- theo- theology. They want to major in theology or focus on theology. They learn a lot of, they do Bible, but they also do a lot of theology. So maybe not as much Bible. Maybe there'll be there'll still be Bible class, classes, but maybe not as inclusive, not as many Bible classes if it's theology. So the issue is, again, prioritization in my heart of hearts and in my gut really goes this direction. And let me just throw it to you this way. As you're looking and you're evaluating and you're trying to figure out what classes you want to look at, it goes this way, for at least in my gut. First thing I want to know is Bible. I mean, a class, start to finish. I mean, literally, if I am studying... If 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 the Lord said, "Look, you got you got a year and a half, uh, and then you're gone. Um, what are you going to study in here? I'm going to just do Bible, for real. I'm going to get as many Bible classes behind me and under me and through me as I can. That's number one. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on, believe it or not, church history." Why is that? Well, because a lot of the issues that we have today have to do and have been addressed in the past. And by the way, you can find out a lot of theology if you read church history. And a, uh, I'm also, the next thing I'm really going to try to focus on is the languages I'm going to try to focus on Hebrew and Greek and then Aramaic, Latin, but Hebrew and Greek because that's the lion's share. Hebrew is the Old Testament, Greek is the New Testament, and there's even some arguments that uh, much of the New Testament was written in Hebrew as far as the Gospels go before it was translated into Greek. But that's for another day. The issue is... um, Definitely going to look at the languages. Then I am really, really going to try to focus on the culture as much as possible. And the cultures are going to have to do mainly with the Jewish culture in this period, this period, this period, this period. Um... Roman culture, that helps. They were in a Roman world, Roman culture helps. Greek culture helps, believe it or not. But anyway, but uh, but again, the first thing, the first three I think that are just hugely important are the Bible study itself of the books of the Bible, the language of the Bible, and the history of the church. I mean, I really just feel like, you know... Now, um, you may have other things you want to do. You may want to know, you know, well, hey, how do I do this ministry? How do I do this ministry? How do I, you know, I feel like I need to go in this ministry. I get it. If you're uh, this, what I'm describing to you 
is a layman's thought process. It can be professional, but if it's professional, probably it's bivocational. Because once again, I'm going to say this. If you are going to be a professional minister, if you want to get your little self paid to minister full-time, 24-7, 365, you need to go to the seminary. I really believe that. Now, online, offline, half-time, half, you know, you know, going going to the seminary and polishing that chair with your behind, or doing it online, or doing a mixture of the two. But you need to do that because now, why is that? Because the information is better. I don't believe the information may be better. I mean, the attention you get and the help you get may be better, uh, more focused. But also, it's about the people in those classes in that seminary. Because if you're going to get be a professional, you need to meet those people. And those are the people you're probably going to get a job from. Maybe the seminary professor, could be a janitor, I don't know. Could be probably somebody in your class. Now, One more time for this particular situation. Uh, we're going to call this uh, Bible Learning 101 uh, the uh, institutional approach. And uh, that doesn't sound really exciting, but it's it, that means, uh, hey... I'm going to get somebody else's plan, and they thought it out. They put some time into it, so I'm going to use their plan and go from there. So, in that situation, I want to encourage you to do the Bible learning. Whether you do it on your own, please try to do it from your church. If you can't do it from your church, do it on your own. Do it as a school. But just remember... That God will bless any attempt you have to learn His Word. He, he will. I am absolutely confident of it. So, with that thought in mind, I want you to keep Thank on keeping on. To this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the Word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.